Well, good morning, good afternoon, and definitely good evening. Uh, we are brought to you by the magic of Thomas Edison and lighting, because it's uh, seven o'clock at night in winter in California, which means it is 1774 in Illinois with my good friend, Joe from EV Motoring. How are you? I'm doing all right. Just got back from a trip this weekend, testing out the Model 3 and leaving on a 4,000 mile trip uh, tomorrow or Wednesday. But we'll come to that in a minute because we trust me, the subject of charging networks is going to come up today. It's <laughs> going to come up today. But um, uh, uh, we, we, we're going to do a normal thing. We're going to, there's a couple of items which I thought were interesting in the news. Well, we thought were interesting in the news. So we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk briefly about I did a thousand miles uh, over the past 48 hours. So if, I, if, you, if you're looking at the video um, and counting yawns, there's going to be a couple. Um, I, I was at Mardi Gras festivities in, uh, in uh, St. Louis over the weekend, so I'll be having some yawns mixed in here, too. We're old. If this is happening after lunch, yawns happen. That's how it happens. Uh, that's how life works. Uh, I'll tell you about that in a minute. And um, But a couple of things today which I thought were amusing, uh, Joe. Um, so the CEO of Mercedes-Benz has voiced his concerns about America's updated EV tax credits. Um and says, uh, you know, there might be side effects, protectionist side effects. This is, um, <clears throat> it, it's an interesting situation because Mercedes are actually producing, and I hope I've got this right, the EQS and the EQE, but in, in Alabama. Uh, my... To my knowledge, the only one made in Alabama is the EQS SUV, which is like the $150,000 one, which would never qualify. But yeah. I, I could be wrong on that because I... I'm Googling it right now. No, no, no. No, the EQE is produced there. But this is my point. Why do you care about saying that they don't... The tax credits are protectionist when you produce a vehicle which is... Wait, not just a little bit, not like you could probably discount it, but is absolutely off the chart in terms of afford, you know, regular person affordability. Um, where is it? Oh, yeah, the EQ, uh, the EQ, the EQS starts at a hundred and four dollars. A hundred and four dollars that would be a bargain. I'd buy three. Um, a hundred and four. <laughs> a hundred. Wait, wait, this episode is sponsored by Topo Kicha. Topo Kicha. Super Chico hard seltzer because it's been a day. Uh, yeah, I. I not a, I, by the way, legal people—they're not a sponsor. I just—it's that kind of day. I guess. I guess. I mean, I, they're. I'm not defending them because I, I completely believe that the new tax credit is probably better than the old one, at least for the income reasons. Um, but that's the thing. I think you know, before September, you could buy a two hundred thousand dollar Porsche Taycan, and you would get the tax credit. You know. So there was no limitation on the price of the vehicle. There wasn't. Uh, there wasn't earnings limitation. Okay, but but I mean vehicle. Well, no, no, that came in. But yeah, you, know, you I get your point. Um, yeah, it is a um, which some brands have kind of just uh, stepped. I've seen, I've noticed Lucid is putting just the cash on the hood right now. I've seen that promotion, and I got an email from Polestar today that they are doing it within their lease, which I think is that I thought every brand is, uh, or at least most brands are able to 
do this workaround. And I, I want to say BMW was the company that found found the workaround. Yeah. That basically is you can build the car in Germany or wherever. And because the leasing company is in the U.S., is that the way it is? Okay. They put, they put it down as a commercial vehicle that belongs to the BMW fleet. That seems to be the kind of workaround. Okay. Um, yeah, no, and, 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 you know, you know, it, it is what it yeah. is. I just want to amusing the guy who's making a vehicle that is way outside the scope has something to say. And, and uh, if we're honest, uh, I would say a very strong majority, this is an assumption, but I'd say a very strong majority of EQS SUVs that are being sold out there are probably being actually leased. That's the way most most people that are buying those kind of cars tend to tend to uh, purchase them just to you know get one for three years and then they turn it in and get a new one three years later so if they were to develop this uh, similar structure that bmw has which i don't think would be that difficult they would be able to pass on the savings as well i kind of buried the lead on this one joe and i'm sorry for our listener that does listen to the podcast but this is your reason to go to the youtube channel right now to to, to family ev podcast this is why you need to go if you're any kind of car fan forget evs if you're any kind of, this is the moment you need to go uh joe i i um the gods have shined on us and and, and let me tell you why um my my i'm, I'm a dead man let's be clear about this right my, my my heart is just a piece of coal but a couple of days ago there was a spark inside it there was a spark inside it and let me show you why i give to you the bmw it's going to come up on screen eventually yep. the bmw i5 yeah yep uh and, yeah. and is this actually going to come here in that shape that's the villain that's the only question i would have that i mean let's be honest we know it's not this is just perpetual disappointment but how hard i i get the cost of money i'd special order this i don't care look at it joe joe look at it it's a long tail it's a five series and it's not got a tailpipe isn't she pretty <laughs> look joe look joe look it's a it's a hatchback i5 it's a oh my god it's so this is the best reason to live in europe apart from the food i mean don't get me wrong the food's pretty good um but um i mean yeah yeah i mean that's point yep. the only uh wagons that we have is really the porsche cross or was it, is it was it called cross turismo right cross -Turismo, which i nearly bought and then i would even consider the mach -E to be more of a wagon than an suv but that's which up here or there no yeah and you know why no because the chassis is too high and the seats are too high within the chassis. Oh, that's right. It doesn't still, have a yeah, similar to like the Model Y. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, I, I don't, that's the one thing I didn't like about the Marquis was the fact that the seats are kind of up and then on. And it's, I, I, I know it is, it is. Um, uh, Joe, I um, don't know if you're aware of this, but Elon Musk does actually watch the podcast. Hi, Elon. How you doing? Good to see you. Um, 
Elon heard what you were saying about um, that you uh, were had an electron CCS adapter on its way to you and what tremendous value they were. <laughs> and he said, and he said, well, I can solve that problem. Yeah. And so he immediately dropped the price of the CCS I, charging adapter. I literally got mine opened out of the box and left for the weekend to St. Louis, figuring I might be, that I would be able to use it on this trip. And threw out all the packaging, only to find out that now you can get the Tesla one for I think the same price. <laughs> it's twenty five dollars difference. Yeah, okay, but you get full one power out of the Tesla simple. one. So yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I had to send myself a reminder to bring it up on the podcast when I saw yeah, this. Timing is everything. Um, that's the, that's what we're at right now. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about um, CCS um, uh, adapters uh, in, in a minute, and, and I'll come to why. Um, because, um, and I want you know, we we, we consider the, the the EV ecosphere to be a friendly place. There's no joke here, by the way. If you're waiting for one, there's not going to be one. Um, Inside EVs has been producing a series of articles recently about the cheapest RV, about the RV, the cheapest EVs when it comes to factoring in the federal and regional tax credits. And I want to draw people's attention to this because there is a situation right now in Oregon, because they have even better tax credits in California, you can have a Model 3 um, standard. What do they call your car? It's not a standard range. What do they call standard it? Standard range rear wheel drive. So you could have a cheap ass person's car. Um, I think it's called the Tesla Basic Bitch. Um, yeah, it, it's basically you know it's it's like buying a, a Mercedes A class. You're just you know you just want to have the. Uh, it's the part of being a millennial, you know. <laughs> Anywho, uh, that notwithstanding, they've done this series and they're highlighting how much things can actually cost. And so one of the things they did this week is that in California. Um, you can have a Model 3 for 27000 So That's not true. No, no, in, in, as in Oregon. And in California, the price has now come down to a point where it qualifies for the California Air Rebate Board money of two grand. So you can actually have a Model 3 standard range, Target Basic Bitch Edition, for $31,000. So and I guess my question here would be, and I don't know if the New Jersey credit has you know, run out of money again. It seems to be, you know, similar to Illinois here where they're, they're out of money and then they refund, you know, refund the, uh, the account. But in New Jersey, there's no sales tax as part of the perk with their credit. So it's 5,000 cash on the hood and no sales tax. That would be something because Calif because sales tax in California on vehicles starts eight and a half percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the cheap end of the thing. Uh, it's 9.25 where I live. It's even more if you live in the city. But um, yeah, seven and a quarter where I live, but another percent if I bought it if I was downtown. Interesting, interesting. So I just if if you if if you're in the market, if you're thinking, I, I have to, you know, I will say, whilst the Model Three I think is a complete piece of trash, <laughs> um, lacking any piece of uh, any flexibility in terms of uh, of, of usable space for anybody remotely considering mating and the, the, the disaster of offspring. I mean, that, I'm just one use case. 
um or if or if you just want to carry a bike i mean you know um just just saying what i'm saying is you can't ride a bike and have a model three in the thing and that includes the English word of the bike, which refers to a lady who is free with her favors. I'm just saying that these are not, unless you're a gymnast like Joe, um, uh, according to his Tinder profile, I'm joking, Joe. Anyway, um, so I just wanted to draw attention to that article because I thought it was quite um, quite interesting. But I thought that the, and this is probably going to be the bulk of the, so last week I called the podcast all we do is bitch about charging. And so I thought for a change, Joe, what we would do, if you're all right with this, is bitch about charging. Well, I, I figured I changed um, it up this week because we started with with some actual news before getting into our disappointments of charging that we both have experienced this week or weekend. Actually, I'm, you know what? I'm going to, listener, stay right where you are. I'm going to talk about something positive in charging right now. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Okay, and I'm not joking. I will do that. So let me tell you a little story about this week. Um, well, actually, first of all, let's get this right. You, um, I don't want to don't want to be negative with your sponsor, but you had a bad week with EA because you did try. Whilst you have ten thousand miles of Tesla charging available, you did go and use the CCS. You wanted to just basically try out your CCS adapter before your road trip, just to make sure it worked more than anything else. Right. So I had uh, this video. You know, won't come up for a few months, so everyone will be long forgotten about this <laughs> by the time it makes its way up there. But I basically the my route leaving from Chicagoland, uh, I was at ninety percent because I had some errands to run before I could leave town, and I had a stop in Bloomington, uh, Illinois. Then I did, went to Springfield, Illinois, for a quick like five minute charge. Uh, and then I was able to make it to St. Louis. And then on the way home, uh, I charged in East St. Louis and then Springfield and uh, Bloomington again, and then actually did a, another charge in uh, Dwight, Illinois. And the nice thing about this was if I was doing an EA trip, like in a, in a just a regular um, CCS car, I was going to have to do Bloomington and Springfield, and there's nothing in between either way. With the Tesla, there was, I was able to do a lot more charger hopping because there was chargers in between each of the main hubs. So I was able to just jump from 250 charger to 250 charger and basically use the bottom of the battery pack. Uh, except in Springfield, Illinois, the charger is not, that's the only non-250 charger on my journey. That's a one, uh, one of the 150s, or maybe even 120, one of the older Tesla chargers. And of course, luck would have it, both ways of my trip, it was full with a line. Um, I didn't go to the location to actually see, but you know, I trusted the Tesla route planner that said that I'd be waiting when I get there. And, it could be, and that was actually about five miles out of the way to get to, because it was on a little bit of a different interstate. Whereas the Electrify America in Springfield was right off the highway right on my route. So I figured perfect time to use this. Plus, if I didn't have free supercharging miles, the relevance would be it was 37 cents a kilowatt hour for the Tesla charger and only 31 cents a kilowatt hour for the EA station, at least at the time we're filming this. I know the prices are talked about, the prices going up. But uh, un unfortunately, yet another EA experience of charger number four only delivered 17 kilowatts of speed. Uh, charger three peaked out at 36 kilowatts of speed. And then charger one, I was able to get 84. And I figured, and by the time I had 
you know, messed around with each of them. I already had enough to pretty much leave, so I didn't bother work trying uh, charger number two. Especially since I noticed with the CCS adapter, there's a little bit more um, communication time. So it certainly takes a couple minutes to unplug and switch chargers. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it, which is unfortunate. So my, my I want to, let me just, this is what happened. This what, One more thing I want to point out with that, just in case our user is wondering. Yes, I checked on PlugShare and saw the exact same things that I experienced as well. So it wasn't, um, I thought on the first bit on the way down there, it was a cold battery issue why I only got 84 kilowatts. But on the way back, my battery was roasty toasty because I had it navigating to the supercharger that was a couple miles away and it was preconditioning for over a half hour and it was 62 degrees outside. So I know the battery was ready to go and I got the exact same peak speed. So it was definitely an EA location issue again. So let me, um, let me tell you about this weekend. And there's some good in here as well as some bad. This was not the weekend I planned. Um, as some of you may be aware, my wife, who is amazing and perfect, former U.S. Olympic swimmer, paid off her college loans as a swimsuit model. There's no way somebody who looks like this and sounds like this is pulling in that kind of talent unless there is an emotional or intellectual defect. And in this case, it's dog shows. My wife goes to dog shows. Yes, if you've seen Best in Show, that is partially my life. That is a document. That is a document. I, there is jokes, which I can't tell you, because I promised my wife I wouldn't do them on anything that was videoed or YouTube or whatever. But Joe, I'll tell you afterwards. Um because they're going into the act uh, shortly. Like, oh my God. It's just, what, it's a what, are, what is your dogs that you have Airedale Terriers, right? No, I have, we, so no, our big dog is an Airedale. We, have, we always have a big dog in the okay. house, um, but the, the, the bulk of them are Scottish Terriers. Okay. So you do sing God Loves Our Terrier. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm just to help. I just, I, just, I just write the checks, Joe. I just write the checks. All right. That's why, Joe, that's how you make a marriage work. Write the goddamn check. <laughs> you started it. All right. So, by the way, this is Joe's first real episode since all the paperwork's cleared. He's now single. So, ladies, if you're looking for a man with a basic bitch Tesla, that guy right there, that over there, mm, he's looking. He'll he'll teach you about the gymnastics he can do in that thing. Anyway, I've slept in one, so I know that it's how difficult it will be. But he he can. I would say pull it off, but yeah, single is going to do a lot of that. All right, so enough with the filth. So um, this weekend, uh, we had to go to Fred. So I am doing a trip to San Diego on, which I thought was Friday, but actually it's Thursday. Um, and I'm taking the Audi e-tron, which is a bit thirsty anyway. But I had to put the roof back. You've seen my community things on my YouTube channel, regular VD. There was a picture there was a picture of it. I put the roof box on. So I used this trip to Fresno just to see what impact there would be on consumption. Uh, by the way, the answer is 5% and change between five and 8%. Um, if you hold the speed at, at 75, at 75, it jumps like it, it, it hits a cliff. Um, but if you hold it at 75, it's, it's about about 5 to 7% discount uh, on, on range. 
So we made to Fresno. It's only 150, it's 150 miles as we were driving, but you go over the passes twice through the through the hills. And I get to um, I get to Fresno, and the, the real reason for going wasn't for my wife to go and show dogs, but because my little daughter could go in peewees, which is great. Uh, and, and she really enjoyed herself. Fortunately, she had a horrible cold um, and she refused to take a nap and she was kind of, you know, if you know kids, it's, it gets nasty. They get nasty, Joe. They get nasty. Um, when they've got a cold, which they're fighting and they're fighting. They're not fighting it to do stuff. They're fighting it and then they just generate spite um, uh, for us. So um, I, uh, I was going to go to the Electrify America which was only like four blocks away from the venue. But I have to get the kids some food first and there's just no good options. And so I buckle down and get her a happy meal. Like I said, there is some positive to this. Right across the road, I go into Plugshare just to see what my options are because EA has been a little bit unpredictable and I don't have time for unpredictable. And there's an EV Go with a perfect record Literally across the intersection in an AM PM parking uh, uh, gas station. Of course, there had to be a tie can that was just using, of all the spaces there, was just using that for parking. It did take me two attempts to get it started, but that was my fault because at some point I had registered the car for EVGO's plug and go service with the Atron, but I hadn't put the VIN number in and completed the process. So that, that's on me. Plugged it in, Joe, at, at 5% or whatever it was. And I charged to 85 and it just worked. And it was 150 or average 150 across the whole thing. You do notice the voltage issue with the, with the Audi. It, it, the rate increases as the voltage increases. Why do I mention this? Best thing about this, I think this is one of like maybe four charges in the whole of California that charges by the minute. So I fully charged the Audi e-tron. I think it was like eight bucks and 20 cents. I'm like, wow. <laughs> um, and the kid ate a Happy Meal and literally passed out like with a, half a chicken nugget in her mouth. So she, all she needed was food so she could sleep. So on the way back, however, because of the, um, because of the wind chain, we had the wind behind us on the way down. Um, I ran into Electrify America. I, and what I've done is, um, and I want to highlight this, uh, this is why I use my Twitter handle down here for once. I don't normally do that. But Kyle from Out of Spec has charged, has created this Twitter account called Rate Your Charge. And what they ask is that you fill in certain details, charge rate, number of units in use. And they're basically compiling a report. They're doing it through a Google Doc sheet. But you just put your tweet in and then they do the comp compilation. And they're showing real-world resiliency of the infrastructure network. And so I pulled, I, I had a choice. I could go over the hill and, and I could get over the hills and literally do a five-minute charge, just to, which really annoys the wife. But that's how fast the Audi charges, just to get home. Five minutes, not even five minutes is to, to, to finish the job at Gilroy. Or I could stop at Los Banos. We needed to just get some water anyway. It's a target there. It's open late. I pull in, there's four sites, three of them are full, and of course the Chatamo 150 is out of order. 
and the unit was working as in the lights are on and it doesn't have a, any cancel you know it doesn't have any don't use it signs i did the connect thing on the app plugged in the car and it sounded you could actually hear it wasn't clicking it wasn't the, the charger was making a physical connection but you couldn't hear the electrical contacts um yeah. go and 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 i'll come to this there was a spark remember the remember the spark before the bolt there was the spark there's a spark charging next to me there was a truck i guess it was a lightning and then there's a pole star on the last one and those guys are all fairly middle of the pack they're all at 50 so they're not going anywhere for a while and the spark has to charge to 100 because his battery is so small but he's charging at 22 kilowatts uh, I think it was like 60, but he, uh, fair play, the guy needs his juice. I can't say, oh, you should go use it. You know, it's, it's... So I'm like, well, we'll take it easy and we'll charge it Gilroy. What I didn't realize is that while we had been, is that like, it's a week since I've been to Gilroy. I don't normally do, but we've just done road trips recently, little road trips recently in the, at the weekend. Gilroy is a 10 seat, a 10 charger piece of infrastructure it's at the more it's at the outlets but it's right on 101 and it's kind of like the most southerly gateway to the bay it's just perfect for where it is they pulled every single one of the charges out of the ground to do the upgrade to the new charging units i i'm like Oh no! It's interesting that you that you ran into that because when I met with them out in San Diego, they highlighted to me that they would only eliminate up to half of the units at a time to do upgrades. And I've had some comments populating on that video of people saying, "Not true of so and so location. Not true of so and so location." So, um, yeah, people are running into this issue. And and yeah. I actually another another I don't think we'd ever spoke about it. Um, I, when I had the there's the EA station right by my office, and this was I think in December. It was down for over a week, and it was all four stations. And before that, it had been the maximum speed I ever got out of any of the chargers was ninety, and a couple of them were limited to thirty six. And so then it was completely down. And then after it was back up and fixed, they still were all at the same slow speeds again. So I don't know what had happened. Someone had come out to maybe repair whatever broke in the cabinets, but, uh, you know, <laughs> they didn't bother to fix the chargers in the process. Well, I'll, I'll come back to that in a minute, Joe, because here's what's interesting. So in, in my situation, I know there's an EV go on the back of the car park next to the Tesla supercharger. It's just 50 kilowatts. We plugged in there for 15 minutes. I met a guy with an ID4 who just went to get home to Salinas. We had a conversation while we did this. And I got the car home on turtle mode. I've never actually got the e-tron down to turtle mode. It does actually restrict me and it shows you in the, um, in the binnacle. I was down to 25% power, which is all you need to get up the hill anyway. Um, but I did, get, I got it home with 2%. Now, um, you mentioned that. And, and so what, you know, what they said they would do versus what they've done. So over the course of the week, I, I ran into somebody and we're talking about this. Um, I mentioned it on the last episode and it was on my YouTube channel. I was really impressed. They've upgraded Paso Robles, which is a critical piece of 
you know, is also, if you're using 101, Parso is important. They've upgraded that site to the new chargers. What I didn't know, because I don't use it that often. So from when they ripped out the old units and put in the new ones, the new ones were in the ground, but not switched on for two weeks. Now, my thinking on this is they probably have to do some kind of inspection. You know, there has to be an electrical inspection and things like that. And I understand there's things they can't deal with. But apparently they had exactly, the person who was telling me this said, they had exactly the same problem in Pismo. Um, the Pismo Beach location, which uh, I was actually just saying, wait, that's, it's disappeared off the map. No, I'm just looking in the wrong place. So Pismo was off the, um, uh, was off the map for quite a while, for two weeks, again, from doing a complete upgrade. And the, again, these are four station networks. I'm just looking at the check-ins right now. Um, it didn't go, it was, it says all stations being replaced, went back to, to top off, it isn't starting. Da -da 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 -da. So from January the 19th, January 19th was the last, no, January the 21st, 21st was the last time there was a good charge. On the 24th, there were some limits. And then they switched it off on sometime on the 31st of January, they switched it off and it did not come back until February the 16th. I don't know if two weeks is a lot, you know, when you look at how Tesla is able to just bring in a whole new thing. And by the way, in one of our future podcasts, we're going to bring in somebody who actually owns the land and run and, and, and runs a vineyard at a supercharger site on I-5. So that'd be cool. Um, but I don't know if two weeks is normal, but apparently this, the, the actual hardware swap out was really quick. It actually says on here, um, you know, new ones, but they, uh, they're still remodeling, but it was uh, at least a week before them. Oh yeah. On the 11th, between the 11th and the between the 11th and the 18th, they were there, but not there. Um, yeah. The, now the reason I was going to say, the one thing I can say about at least this location, the one in Oak Brook by my office, or it's actually in Elmhurst, something like that. There's at least a lot of level two around and there's a brand new EV go, you know, up to whatever their fastest is, is it 200 or is it 350, whatever they are doing now. So there's other chargers around that, you know, if someone was in a vehicle like an ID4 that does unfortunately tell charger availability, um, you know, and actually a lot of cars don't show charger availability, unfortunately, if they had gotten uh, routed to that EA station that was dead, they would have at least been able to charge somewhere around there. They would have, you know, they wouldn't have been stranded, but this is certainly a much bigger problem when you think about like Grand Island, oh, Nebraska, or they can think about the town where there oh. is, there's three or four EA stations and nothing else for a hundred miles. <laughs> so. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that Joe, because let me talk to you about resiliency because this is what happened this week and this affected it affected me kinda. It kind of affected me. Um, 
so <clears throat> um i followed kyle out of spec on tiktok yes that's right john does tiktok nothing for evs but the things and i was just scrolling and he was talking about a disaster that took place at and i want to give it the right name because i've been calling it lost hills and it's not because that's where i go um at, they're now calling it shell bakersfield it used to be called something else anyway Uh, what's the date today, Joe? Is it the 20th? Yeah, right now, there's only one charger working there. Right now. This is the, in fact, I'm, you know, I know we don't do this, but I'm going to show, let me zoom in and get rid of the advertisement. Yeah, we can show and then we'll just explain a little bit. <clears throat> so this is where Kyle was. Uh, share screen, uh, Shell Bakersfield. Now, I don't normally do this, but we're going to add... Uh, we're going to add, believe it or not, superchargers. <laughs> we don't normally add superchargers, but this is important. On this one occasion, it's actually important. So Tesla fast. So um, I live up here in the Bay Area, if you can see my mouse. And um, I was meeting somebody to give them back uh, one of their dogs uh, that had been staying with us. And they're, they're, they're an elderly couple. And I wanted to make it as easy on them as possible. I didn't want to, you know, because it was going to be, um, it just really make life easy for them. So the further south I could get, the better for them, especially as it's been cold. They have to drive either over the grapevine or over the Tehachapi's, which is kind of icy right now. Not like Northwest icy, but California icy is bad enough for these people. And so, um, a week ago when I picked this dog up from them, I met them at Kettleman. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Kettleman is the brand new feature site on i5. Ten of the brand new, well, nine brand new chargers plus a gentleman. Looking like an ugly stepson in the corner uh, or in the middle. And I said to them, okay, well, I will meet you. Um, I wanted to meet them down here at Shell Bakersfield which is, uh, let me just turn off Tesla. You'll see that it is the last, this gray one, it's the last Electrify America. And more importantly, forget the networks, it's the last 100 kilowatt plus charger south of the grapevine. The grapevine stops here. Uh, if you're familiar with the area, the Tesla Tejon supercharger, one of the OG superchargers, is here at Metla. Actually, it's it's here. At, yeah, it's at Metla. It's in this space here. So this is as far south as I could go without going over the grapevine, and I could supercharge and uh, supercharge. I could charge up the car and then head back home. Kyle is testing the BMW i7 right now, and he always starts his runs his California range test there. Because he can head straight up I-5. And this isn't Electrify America's fault, part of it. But on this site, what makes it in, you know, unusual is that you have both an Electrify America and a Tesla supercharger. So, 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 first, 
Sorry. Yeah, and Baker does that as well. Now, here's the difference. Electrify America has been there for years. It's one of the OG I-5 sites. There are four, there are four dispensers there. Tesla brought in 12, all running 250 at the same site. Um, the... Um, uh the electrify america right now that is owned as of as of as we're recording this according to this guy to to jaguri there is only one charger working what happened on saturday there was an electrical issue and it took out the supercharger all of the tesla people that had ccs adapters and had low state of charge and couldn't get across to bakersfield uh, to Bakersfield, or yeah, to Bakersfield, went and used their CCS connectors and, and plugged in. And Kyle was stuck there being a good person and not charging his vehicle to 100%. Um, and kind of marshalling traffic, from what we understand. But this is this was a this is a this was a shit show. Um, just to add to the fun, and this happened to me in real time. We just turn off Tesla. So I agreed to meet um, them at Lost Hills. Lost Hills has been under partial repair for more than a year. The Chadamo, uh, which interestingly it says is showing as being available, has not been available for a very long time. The unit number one has been dead for a while. The site, the, the lights are on, but there is nobody home. And so. I have been taking part in, in as I was doing quite a lot of charging over the weekend, I was contributing to um, Rate Your Charge. Um, so I'm very glad of the retweets and the, the followers and stuff that I picked up. But I was actually just trying to help out over what was a crazy weekend of charging in California. Which brings me to point number two. You know what's more annoying than somebody with an ID4 and free charging, Joe? Rivian owners. So I'm at Lost Hills. And you've got three charges together, one of which isn't working, and then one over on the other side. And everybody apparently was just looking out for themselves. So I'm in the virtual queue that, you know, we created in the middle of the car park. And this Jag this Rivian pulls out from the individual charger. And this this um, Jaguar I-Pace just pulls in and hooks up. Like, And I asked him, I said, hey, I was here. He said, well, I'm connected now. <laughs> like, okay. No, he's a Jaguar owner. He's going to have a cooling pump issue at some point. So, you know, his life is cursed. Um. But it was, and then there was an e-tron there. I was in the ID4 on this occasion. Uh, nice guy. I'd love to meet him. I actually told him that Kettleman came online again this morning. So Kettleman has been out for a week. And I know this because when I picked the dog up, we met him at Kettleman, and it was grayed out. Now, as it was, if you could use NFC on those new charges, you could use it. But otherwise... It's hilarious. The credit card holder, the credit card machine, Joe, had cash only. <laughs> yeah, I heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So anyway, he trusted me enough to, he was already at, he got up to 50% and he drove up to Kettleman, which is only like 30 miles away. Uh, this is Kettleman up here. Um, and so I could charge in. Now I did do a deep charge, but that's because I needed to get all the way from Lost Hills back home. I had to do the whole thing because I stopped at Patio. Six charges. Two of them out of order. Two of them restricted to 34. And the other two wouldn't go above 100. And they have got three kinds of machine there. They're all Electro-America, but they've got every generation of shit that doesn't work. They've got Signets, ABBs, and the old one. Oh, the OG BTC. one. <laughs> yeah. All three of them on one site. I know that site's going to get upgraded at some point very soon. It's got to be. But... Um, it was the, the I-5 corridor, Kyle said about it. And, and here's, I know I've done a lot of talking, and I apologize to our listener. Tom and Kyle are giving a lot of grief to ID4 people right now for charging to 100%. And this is what I wanted to talk to you about, Joe. I don't think it's fair. I think we have to understand that there are two kinds of charger. There's highway charging and there is suburban charging the fact that ea don't enforce uh tick over time like tesla do tesla's got a bug where they'll sometimes charge people like thousands of dollars by mistake <laughs> but at least they charge people for you know staying you know for consuming resources when they're done charging but Electrify America, there's no penalty for leaving your vehicle there all goddamn day. I mean, I, I just find it ridiculous that that's the situation. But where I wanted to give something back is I don't think people are charging to 100% on road trips that often. I don't, I think if anybody's doing that, it's a minority. Although, like I said, this Rivian owner was 84% and then kept going. But I looked at it, it was 84% and it was drawing 34, uh, 84. So, so I guess two things I could think about with that. Uh, one thing about a Rivian is when I was, uh, my local station over here, the one that I said that was best I could get out of it was about 60 or 80, something like that. It's been that way for since September. Uh, a Rivian showed up with a pretty low battery and plugged into the unit that was free charging because, you know, sometimes when the charges are not working, EA just opens them up. So they plugged in and then an Uber showed up and all I could think was 134 kilowatt hour battery and this thing's going to be charging at about 40 to 50. He'll be here for a while. <laughs> so they would probably get an Uber to the, the mall that's locally by. And that's what creates a big queue at the charger when there's, you know, someone that's got to be there for a long time. If the charger was working properly and they were able to pull 150 like they should, they would have been done in a fraction of the time. And there wouldn't be these cues. So the re, you know the reliability. As much as people are pointing out that you know the, the issue is all these people are using their free charging. If the chargers were delivering the optimum power, that would also help reduce the lines. Yeah, I, I just I, I just one of the things I'm worried about, and it's just what I'm thinking right now, Joe, is that with the ID four. I think one of the reasons why they gave them free charging is because people couldn't get charges at home. If you're in rented accommodation, I know a lot of Tesla people here in the Bay Area 
only church at work. And remember, we didn't go to work for the last two years. Yeah, yeah <laughs> actually, there's a, a Chestnut Super. So there, right by my, my office, there's a um, the EVgo brand new unit I told you about. And then there's Electrify America that's a mile north. And then right next to my office is a supercharger, eight stalls. And now they're installing another like 12 just across the highway, a couple blocks away. Because that eight stalls every single morning, like morning commute, evening commute, they're all full with a line. And that just tells me exactly the same thing you're saying is, you know, people have a Tesla and they're, especially if they just got 10,000 free supercharger miles buying in December, they're going to, they're going to use that and work it into their morning or afternoon commute. No, it's, and by the way, and I've noticed here at my local charger, most, a lot of people charge late at night because that's when they go out to fill up their car. Um, I just think we need to be more... Um, I just think that Tom and... and the, I think the free charging got people into the EV life, which is good for the planet. By the way, that's the reason, main reason a lot of us do that. Yes, it's also entertaining, cheaper to run, yada, yada, yada. But that was also part of it. Uh, those was with a social conscious. I, I think a big difference with it is, you know, when Tesla had four stalls and they're full all the time, they put in four more stalls. Electro America has four stalls that are full all the time and there still is four stalls, you know. I, I think there, part of that is there is no fallback on, it's not bad for, you know, they, they, they sold the, um, Volkswagen sold the, the car, their relationship comes to an end at that point, you know, servicing in the dealer and stuff, sure, yeah. but they're not held responsible for it. It's not on their brand. Um, I think that has to be considered part of the problem. And, you know, and everybody, you know, no one else, Electrify America, yes, they were bankrolled, you know, they were came from the, the, the diesel gate money. They were looking for investors. I don't know if they ever got investors, did they? Because I remember that was a conversation piece well, and, Last year. and I think that's also why this this complimentary charging has been such a big thing for them because they're making a bunch of money up front, and that's really helping fund their their expansion. You know, cars are being sold, and they're making money off that car being sold, and then they're kind of you know that, that's my understanding of what the way the deal works. Volkswagen Siemens invested an additional four hundred fifty million dollars into back in July of last year um, um, through oh. another company. Also, the other thing, the other two cents I could throw out there, essentially, um, even just with my trip, right? When I got to Bloomington, I could have done uh, an hour and five minute charge, the car was suggesting, because it knew that the one down in Springfield was full with a backup. So it wanted me to just charge like 90 some percent and just make it to St. Louis from there because of, you know, because of the backup. And I can see, I could see people doing that in their CCS cars as well, because similar to what you were just explaining, you know, you'd want to do a deep charge at a good charger that's working to maybe skip over a charger that's not working so well in between. Well, you know, it's, it's so literally that is what i am looking at i'll, I'll share my screen with you Joe. i don't think but that is exactly what i am looking at right now and so when i leave here so i got this road you know i got this trip uh next week i'm taking the id4 i will be leaving with a hundred percent battery 
and it's telling me it's 169 miles to Kettleman. Now, my hope is to get to Kettleman. Um, now, let's just be clear about this. I'm going to have the roof. It's saying I'm going to get in at 28%. If I hold my speed, and I've, I've told it the maximum speed of 75. So I will hold to 75. I will not speed. I, you know, I will hold myself to speed limit plus 10%, but a maximum of 75 um, on, on the 70 section. My hope is that that will get me to Kettleman, where I've got nine or well, ten shots, well, nine, because of course the Chadamo unit's not working. Um, <laughs> why would it be? Um, but my hope is to get to Kettleman, and then I will charge to 100%. And I don't like myself for doing it, but I will charge to 100 to get myself not to wherever it thinks I'm going to go in Burbank, because I'm not. Um, I need to get over the grapevine because if I don't get over the grapevine, there are a, there is a small number of 62 and a half kilowatt chargers. You can actually just see one here in Lebec. One of them doesn't work. And one down here. Uh, the, 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 um, there's one that they call the Denny's. Um, and there's one in the town center. I need to... I need to, you know, but if there's wind, I could have, you know, there's a, there's a another 62 and a half here in the, uh, in, in Castric. But I, I, my worst case scenario is I have got to get to Santa Clarita. There is a Walmart here. Um, so that is my worst case scenario is that, you know, the wind kicks up. There's also some EV goes. There's some other, uh, you know, there's no shortage, but I have to physically get that. I don't care about it. It's not that I don't care how much I pay, but I'm not being brand loyal. But yeah, I have got to do, um, I've got to get, I will charge to 100 so I can get as far as I can into the LA base. Now, the thing is, I'm driving the e-tron. That thing charges up to, it drops to 90 it drops to 110 or 80. It's still pulling 80 at 98%. And that thing is nuts. Right. And, um, and that's what the ID4 is a similar situation. I mean, relative. But I mean, when, when we see people charging to 100%, they're still pulling 30 some uh, kill, 30 or 40, right? Isn't that what it pulls around uh, right up to basically 100? So you're, it's not like you're a Maki sitting there pulling five kilowatts or something you know just awful <laughs> yeah well but which is what i ran into at pacquio this poor guy had a marquee charging at 34 all the way because the charger was was screwed up uh, and he but he'd rented it from toro so he didn't know any better um yeah my my plan is to get i want to get from without stopping i want to go from kettleman all the way and if i can do it my next charging spot will be in santa monica at this ev go so that i can have coffee with my brand new boss um i can't talk about what i'm doing right now but i'm, I'm, I'm my, my my boss happens to be he's based in boston but he's going to be working out of santa monica um, this week and i said well you know what let's get coffee while i charge the car and he said you're joking i said you got a lot to learn about me. Um, 
Unfortunately, this happens to be one of the few EV goes that doesn't take reservations. But look at this, Joe. Look at this. This is phenomenal. By the way, this is because of all the Teslas. There are it doesn't show it, but there's like 15. There's there's like 15 um chargers at this location. And then they've got the same again on the other side of Santa Monica. So anyway. Uh it does mean that I will have to mess around with LA traffic. I also will not have HOV stickers, but whatever it is what it is um my my saying all this on the way after i finally i charged up and i headed home and the wind was really up and the id4 doesn't suffer from wind as badly as the as the e-tron but it is a much smoother shape i've noticed that but i pulled into harris ranch and i did a video a, a, a tweet video thing on on radio charge Six chargers, all of them were working. That's fantastic. Problem was, there was a queue of four vehicles Mustang, Rivian, ID4. Can't remember what the other thing was. And everyone's charging for a long time there because it's really good food. The reason why I even thought of charging there, even though I was at 70%, I was, if it's quiet, it wasn't going to be on President's Week, but if it is quiet, I'll plug in and I was going to get a tri tip sandwich. A really good tri tip there. Um, but, uh, with that queue, it wasn't possible, but the, the bigger issue, and I pointed it out on my video is there was a toit Toyota or the Subaru, whatever it is, the BRZ. Oh yeah. I, those are pretty rare. <laughs> that was charging and, um, and a, um, and a bolt. So two vehicles that don't really charge above 50. I mean, I know the Toyota technically does, but not for long. Oh, well, uh, actually it depends if it has the CATL batteries because it's all wheel drive, it actually only charges at a peak of a, th of a hundred and then it drops down really aggressively. But if you get the front wheel drive single motor, you get like LG batteries that charge at 150. So go figure. Um, I wasn't getting involved in this one. I went with my tri-tip. So I got my tri-tip to go <laughs> and, um, and then, and again, follow me on regular V Dad. There is a Motel Six. I can probably I'm not sure in the matter. There is a Motel Six at San Anella, which has got two not new, but they've not overly used, two hundred kilowatt shell recharges, forty kilowatts, um forty cents a kilowatt. You know what? I was only there for five minutes. I got what I needed to get all the way home. Um and then I, um, and then, oh, I will say, and I want to say, because Tom Maloney, this is one of the, this is an issue. I went to my home supercharger, uh, my home Electrify America charger to charge up, but that's because I had to get the car. I came in at a very low state. I got enough just to get home. I then had to go up to the um, city. So I needed another 140 miles in that battery as quickly as possible. So I could get to San Francisco and back um, for a show. So sometimes home charging does have to be quick because this house we don't have an we don't have a gas vehicle. The 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 um, we can't uh, because of my father-in-law's health and stuff. We can't drive his car right now. Um, but anyway, um, hey, if you've been listening, why Prozac, uh, Xanax? I mean. Is this? I, I assume that this is one of the best ways of falling asleep between my excessively British dulcet tones and 
Joe's come hither, northeastern Moxie. <laughs> uh, uh, on a bright side that I'll throw out there was, uh, every, you know, because of the outstanding battery preconditioning that every vehicle needs to come with. This is inexcusable for vehicles to not have preconditioning. I got to every supercharger I got to plugged in, ripped right up to 170 kilowatts and held it there, which that's the max for the vehicle. And, you know, most of my charges were under 10 minutes, you know, and it's all this about being preconditioned and ready for, to accept the charge. Exactly. This week, I intend to publish my video of taking the um, Tesla Model 3 standard range basic bitch uh, edition up to Seattle, and I will cover that. Um, uh, it, 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 the, we're not sure we, we may have a slight week break because Joe's about to go traveling and I'm traveling and we're not sure. First of all, we're curious to find out how this is going to work because he's using his, we're using his test rig right now for recording on the road. So we're going to see what this looks like once I've brought it together in the platform and the app and the, the, yep. the, the. Yep. so we'll see if this works, we can't tell that. if this works, uh, you know, definitely comment down below if this, if this works because, uh, I'll be able to use my phone and we'll be able to shoot more often uh but yeah joe's about to do a good road trip i'm going to do a couple um and and it's just to say it's not all bad i think one of the things that kyle and tom and everyone was talking about and i think people forget is that most journeys are less than 30 miles from your home this most of the time i don't care on thursday and on sunday I'm going to care, especially on Sunday, because i got the wife and the kid in the home, and i got to rip home a big distance as quickly as I can. I don't think Mrs. Garside is going to be too happy with the rip-and-run methodology, but we're sure as hell going to find out. And you'll be able to see it, because I'm putting the cameras on. I'm putting a camera on her. We're going to have Grimace Cam. That's what it's going to be called when I tell we just need to stop for 10 minutes, and we're going to get... Anyway. Um, Joe, drive safely. You got how many miles are you doing? 4,000? Uh, yes. Yeah, so driving from here to Vegas through Colorado and then uh, down to Phoenix. And then I don't know the route home from Phoenix yet, but TBD on that one. All right. Hey, um, I'm not being funny. I don't think there was a yawn, but I wasn't paying attention, but I know who was. So it'll be in the comments. It'll be in the com I know, like 10 minutes after publishing, he's going to speed through. But um, be safe, Joe. Take care until next time.